south of the Mason-Dixon. This is the Week in Review at the Abbeville Institute. Here is your host, Brian McClanahan. What do you know about Thanksgiving? Probably not a lot, at least the real history of Thanksgiving. This is a very interesting podcast today. If you listen to Brian McClanahan show or if you listen to the Abbeville Institute podcast, this is actually a crossover event. It's the first time I've done this, but I'm going to have this podcast actually run as a special episode for both the Brian McClanahan show and the Week in Review at the Abbeville Institute. So this is not a a numbered episode, so to speak, but it is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to talk for a few minutes about Thanksgiving. And this particular discussion is based on two articles that we ran at the Abbeville Institute this week in November 2022. And uh, the articles were part of a book, uh, two chapters in a book, uh, Thanksgiving, an American Holiday, and American History, written by Diana Carter Applebaum. Now, this book was published in 1984, and the reason we ran them at the Abbeville Institute is because it gives you a very interesting history of holidays. So let's go back in time a little bit. We know that today we have uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, we have the Christmas holiday, we have several holidays during the year, and as we add new holidays, there's often a politicization of those holidays. Uh, we see that all the time. Should we add this holiday? Should we add this holiday? Well, the same thing held true for Thanksgiving. In fact, if you understand the origins of American Thanksgiving, then you know that the first Thanksgiving was actually held in Virginia in 1619 at uh, Barclay Hundred. Now, that was supposed to be an annual event, but unfortunately, all the people that participated in that event were eventually killed by Indians. So uh, that holiday didn't last. But we also know the Pilgrims showed up in 1620, and by the following year had a Thanksgiving. This is the Thanksgiving that Americans think about when we celebrate Thanksgiving in November every year. Now, there's a reason for that. The Pilgrims did a very good job, or I should say the New England Yankees did a very good job with marketing this particular holiday, and there was a reason for that. Puritans who settled in New England did not celebrate Christmas. They didn't think it was a holiday worth remembering. I mean, they would, they would go to church, of course, but they didn't celebrate it the way that we celebrate it today. In fact, Southerners generally celebrated Christmas. There's a very good Christmas story, William Gilmore Sims' A Golden Christmas. It talks about Christmas in Charleston. And for decades, in fact, over 100 years, Southerners regarded this Thanksgiving holiday that we celebrate in November as a purely Yankee Northern holiday and refused to celebrate it for several years because they thought it was being politicized. That's an important thing to get. And I'm going to talk about a couple of quotes from this book, from these chapters, because they're very, very interesting in terms of how we think about, how we conceptualize Thanksgiving. Now, a lot of people were confused as to why the Abbeville Institute ran these two pieces. Don't you know that Thanksgiving was created in the South, whether it was Virginia or Florida? Don't you know that the South celebrated the first Thanksgiving? Of course. But it's important to understand the history of the particular holiday we celebrate today which is based on this New England conception of Thanksgiving. Again, it was created 
as a counterweight to Christmas. In fact, in the first couple of paragraphs on the article entitled The Yankee Origins of Modern Thanksgiving, uh, Miss Applebaum, who was a, a uh, award-winning author, states this, New England's unique culture featuring free schools for every child, a religious tradition in which ordinary folk wrestled with complex theological questions and two centuries of self-government, produced in the early 19th century a generation of young people uniquely well-fitted to fill the demand for educated professionals in the growing urban centers of the Republic. As tens of thousands of New Englanders cleared farmland on the western frontier, thousands of their cousins became clerks in the banking houses of New York, shopkeepers in Louisiana, school teachers in Virginia, editors in Pennsylvania, lawyers in Ohio, physicians in Missouri, and clergymen in Illinois. In every state of the Union, and overwhelmingly so in the new states of the West, New England disproportionately furnished the professional men and women. Congressman John C. Calhoun, South Carolina's great statesman and a Yale man, reflected this dominance when he remarked that, quote, he had seen the time when the natives of Connecticut, together with the graduates of Yale College in Congress, constituted within five votes of a majority of that body. Now, what does this mean? Well, it means this. New England was always a culturally imperialist region. In fact, Charles Sumner had made it clear in the 1850s that his driving goal was to make America New England. And Thanksgiving was part of that process. It was a cultural imperialist uh, holiday. It was something that only New Englanders celebrated after the 17th century. Only New Englanders really celebrated. Southerners didn't celebrate a Thanksgiving. They didn't celebrate the Puritan version or the Pilgrim version of Thanksgiving. They would have nothing of it. In fact, this particular piece talks about how in the 19th century, these two pieces together, Thanksgiving, a Yankee abolitionist holiday, and the Yankee origins of Thanksgiving, talk about how there was a concerted effort on the part of New England to make this holiday a national holiday. She continues, in the 1830s and 40s, this cadre of Yankee editors, teachers, ministers, and citizens began a campaign to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Now, again, this is the establishment class. These are the intelligentsia, the elites, and they're out there trying to say, this is a holiday that we need. We need this in the rest of the United States. They didn't have Christmas. They had added the holiday, and they were, they were just completely dedicated to the proposition of making Thanksgiving part of the American myth. She says, There was only a simple desire of New Englanders living in other states to celebrate this holiday beloved of childhood in their new homes, when virtually the entire population of a territory is made up of New Englanders, as was the case in Michigan and Iowa. This was a relatively simple proposition. Increasingly, however, New Englanders were in a position to persuade governors of such states as Missouri, Maryland, and Mississippi of the desirability of proclaiming Thanksgiving Day. By the early 1840s, Thanksgiving had spread far beyond the borders of New England, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Maine still celebrated the holiday, 
born two centuries earlier on the banks of Connecticut River, but the governors of New York, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Indiana also proclaimed an annual Thanksgiving Day. And in 1843, Pennsylvania and Missouri joined the growing list. Governor David Rittenhouse Porter proclaimed Thanksgiving Thursday, December 21, 1843, Thanksgiving Day for Pennsylvania. And in contrast to the efforts of earlier governors to establish this holiday, his initiative took root. Skip down, there's an interesting quote in this piece. When Louisiana celebrated Thanksgiving in 1846, January 1846, so again, the day didn't really matter. I mean, well, Thursday became the month because of Lincoln and because of Franklin Roosevelt, but that's really when it happened. Uh, but in Louisiana in 1846, an exultant New England-born resident of waterproof uh, uh, Tensas Parish, Louisiana, wrote to his relatives in Indiana, You little thought when telling us of the good Thanksgiving dinner you expected to eat at Mrs. Douglas's that we too were going to enjoy the privilege of showing our thankfulness for mercy's past and by partaking of a sumptuous repast. But it is even so, thanks to His Excellency Governor Mouton. He has seen the evil way, evil of his ways, and has at length repented and announced that this year and ever after the people of Louisiana must celebrate a day of thanksgiving. The day set apart is the 15th of January, 1846. We are going to try to have a real Yankee dinner, pumpkin pies and everything to match. Think about that. Think about that particular quote, a real Yankee dinner with pumpkin pies and everything to match. Even the cuisine that we consider to be part of Thanksgiving was very New England-centered. And New Englanders, who had settled in all parts of the South, and of course all throughout the Midwest, wrote about this. They wrote about how they were happy to have this holiday that they created, the idea that they created. And the piece goes into, or the chapter goes into, a woman named Sarah Josephina Hale, who was from New Hampshire, who started writing in the 1830s in the Ladies' Book and Magazine about this New England holiday of Thanksgiving and how this took root, how that part of it, this concerted effort on the part of one woman, Sarah Josephina Hale, made this New England conception of Thanksgiving part of the American tradition. Now, Southerners weren't really on board with this. There were some, but most Southerners by the 1850s actually rejected the entire idea of Thanksgiving as a political holiday because they saw in northern pulpits a denunciation of the South, in particular slavery, and they started uh, resisting this, er, this push to make this a national holiday. And so in her chapter, Thanksgiving, a Yankee Abolitionist Holiday, Miss Applebaum says this, the long-standing practice of delivering political sermons on Thanksgiving Day, which made Thanksgiving both a revolutionary holiday and the occasion of Federalist-era political contention now made Thanksgiving the tool of free soilers and abolitionists. Thanksgiving was, above all, a New England holiday, and New England was abolitionist territory, but the association was broader than this. So, in the early 19th century, Thanksgiving was generally seen as a Federalist holiday. The Republicans, the Jeffersonians, would not celebrate it. They didn't think it was worthy of a holiday. So it's always been rather political. 
we have this now with uh, new holidays that have come up. Um, and people, because of political reasons, will refuse to support them or support them for political reasons. This is nothing new. And if we understood that, if we understood that Americans have always had an, a mind in politics and they look at things culturally, this is now culture. Remember, Southerners are not on board with it because they see it as culturally alien to the South. And not only that, in some cases, dangerous. And of course, Northerners and their cultural imperialist push started lecturing and hectoring to Southerners, and Southerners resisted. And so this part of Thanksgiving is often lost. This part of the story where we have this politicization of a holiday, we know that uh, our understanding of Thanksgiving, again, the, the day that we celebrate is certainly based on this northern conception of the day. We don't remember that Southerners openly resisted it. The Southerners said they weren't going to do it and that they had their own holidays and they would refuse to celebrate Thanksgiving. In fact, Jeffersonians, the Republicans, would often say, we have July 4th. Now, the counterweight to July 4th was usually Washington's birthday, but Jeffersonians weren't going to celebrate a holiday that they considered to be a distortion of their culture. And another thing that Jeffersonians often said was that it was... Um, a holiday that did not allow for the separation of church and state. It's something that they did bring up in places like Virginia. So there's a lot going on here with this particular holiday. It's not just who or whom celebrated the first Thanksgiving. Where was it celebrated? Was it in the north or the south? The line gardener Tyler made this an important point in his famous essay, Virginia First, which, by the way, uh, will be covered in a forthcoming project called the 1607 Project. But the fact is, uh, it was a political holiday into the 19th century. In the early 19th century, when the Jeffersonians refused to celebrate it. In the middle of the 19th century, when Southerners refused to celebrate it because they saw it as purely New England, a New England holiday. And it really does show the cultural imperialism of New England. And... The end result of all of that, of course, is that we live in New England's America. The things that we see on a regular basis come out of Puritan New England. The Puritans were generally those that would censor more than anything else. They were certainly opposed to this idea of liberty that Southerners and Westerners, when I say Westerners, I'm talking about people in the Appalachian region, the borderlands, and even the Quakers, resisted. Uh, New Englanders believed in liberty of the community over individual liberty. They would be fine with people not having individual liberty if it meant uh, security for the community, if it meant uh, the good of the whole over the good of an individual. So it's a different concept of liberty. It was freedom from, not freedom to. And Thanksgiving really did reflect that. They didn't really care for uh, fun. In fact, it was often said that uh, Puritans were always worried that somebody somewhere was having fun and they needed to stop it. And um, Puritans were certainly um, much more interest, interested in an austere society. So the society that we have now 
very much reflects this New England version of America. And Thanksgiving was always part of that. So I wanted to bring these two pieces up in a very short podcast as we're uh, looking at taking a couple of days off here, um, as we're getting ready to celebrate the holiday. And understand that this holiday comes, the way that we celebrate it comes purely out of New England. Abraham Lincoln, of course, issued a Thanksgiving proclamation during the war. Franklin Roosevelt made it an official holiday uh, during during the Great Depression. And so it's relatively it's a relatively recent creation, and of course Roosevelt was thinking about Puritan New England. Roosevelt, of course, had uh, Puritan ancestors, uh, New England ancestors. But this whole idea of Thanksgiving, very close to Christmas, by the way, Southerners would have just skipped right over Thanksgiving and gone to Christmas. So we always have this debate: you know, should you put it for Christmas lights before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving? When's the when's the proper time to do it? I say put them up as early as you want in November and start celebrating Christmas and uh, t- pause for Thanksgiving. It's, it's, a nice, it's a nice time to be off from work and to enjoy family and friends. But um, understand the political origins of the holiday and how it was used throughout the 19th century. And there were people that resisted the very concept of it because they thought it was some type of New England cultural imperialism. I'll see you next week for full episodes of the Brian McClanahan Show and the Week in Review at the Abbeville Institute. Have a very good Thanksgiving and a good uh, good holiday season, and I'll see you then.